I'll have what she's having. Welcome to Our Better Half, a podcast about sex and sexuality in the second half of life. This is episode 27. It's July 31st, 2016, and our guest will be David Mandel about Kegel exercises for the gents. I'm Laura Listermensch, your host. Follow the show notes at ourbetterhalf.net. Today's episode will be short and sweet because I've been under the weather and under deadlines, but I've been thinking about language, as I often do, and the term explicit. I started this podcast project knowing that I was pushing my own boundaries. The topic of sex, even in the largely educational and almost always quite tame way that we're doing here, is still really unusual among people I know. It's not a topic of polite conversation, and it would settle like a bad smell in most rooms that I enter. I cannot easily think of many topics that would be less comfortable in polite conversation. And that's weird, because unlike all the strange and weird things that I could offer up, we all still have or think about our private sex lives. Now, not a few people have made an argument to me that sex is private, and that not talking about private things is to be expected. But you know what? I don't think that's it. I think there's a difference between private and secret, for one thing. Private is something that is normal and precious. Secret is something to be ashamed of and hidden. With sex, I think we have trouble with the difference. I don't think that we're afraid of talking about sex. I think we're afraid of the idea of turning people on, or seeming as if we're trying to. It's part of why talking about this from the perspective of an old woman, I know, I'm not that old, but still, it's more comfortable somehow. And part of that has to do with the agreement that we all have that older people are not really playing at trying to turn anyone on. We're safe because we're out of the game. Think about it. Wasn't that part of Dr. Ruth's appeal? Because we just couldn't imagine her having a sex life. Too old, too normal, too much like a grandmother. But there's also this. When we talk about sex, we're also talking about the line between informational and erotic, which are different things. We have trouble talking about sex without worrying that the talk itself is erotic. Since we don't have sex with everyone around us, usually, and we have a lot of very clear and excellent boundaries on sex with certain people in our lives, like relatives and children and employees and other people's partners, I think we have trouble discussing something that might cross that boundary. And that's the way I grew up. We did not talk of sex with our parents or people not in our age group or children or at a dinner party, because acknowledging sex is uncomfortably close to acknowledging their or our sexuality. People who did insist on bringing sex up were often branded lewd or inappropriate, even deviant. And this brood still largely thinks so. I don't bring up Kegel exercises at graduation parties, and I don't recommend orgasms to my friends when we part. I do that on this podcast because it is a space for that, and my more intrepid and least humorless friends and relatives sometimes tune in. I do think there's a space for discussing sex and places it would be creepy. Context is everything. And that brings me back to the explicit thing. By labeling any discussion of sex, even educationally and with humor and with proper anatomical words, as explicit may be part of the problem. Some of the lewdest 
and most sexual stuff on the media is not so labeled. The word explicit has two meanings, either about sex or sexy. One is a topic and the other is titillation. Because we aren't comfortable with one, we don't talk about the other, and that leads to all kinds of ignorance, some of it harmful and some just sad. But as I've talked about it with folks, I've learned a great deal and learned many things that surprised and humbled me. I have regrets for how my prudishness may have been shaming, or I kept myself and others uninformed when I was busy being polite. So I've decided to take the explicit label off this podcast, because while I don't think that we should be talking about sex everywhere and with everyone, I am persuaded that the topic itself is not salacious or lewd, nor do we need to be confusing information with arousal. Not that arousal is a bad thing. But by making the topic of sex secret, we don't just preserve the fun private stuff, we protect ignorance too. And that is not sexy at all. So regular listeners know that on this podcast, we stop in the middle for a Kegel break. We do our Kegel exercises, which exercise our pelvic floor. But this week, the whole show is a Kegel break because you are going to meet David Mandel, a founder of Private Gym. David is all about Kegels and all about pelvic floor health. Everyone thinks that Kegels are for women, but Private Gym is about penis and prostate havers. So let's learn about David's work. It is nice to meet you, David Mandel. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me on. So we'll talk about what you do now uh, in a minute. But at first, I want to ask you, when you were a kid, what did you want to do when you grew up? <laughs> it's, it's very funny. I mean, when I, uh, when I was young, the uh, the dream of my parents was for me to be a doctor. So, of course, like any young Jewish boy, that's what all of your your parents strive for you to be. So, um, <laughs> we've managed to get to get close to it in one form or another here. <laughs> I love it. How old are you now? <laughs> I'm 42. Oh, you're still young. <laughs> so, tell us about Private Gym. Sure. Well, Private Gym is the first Kegel exercise program for men. It is an interactive program that teaches men how to strengthen their pelvic muscles. These are the muscles that support our erectile function, our bladder, our prostate, and takes men through a very structured online and DVD-based program, just like any other good exercise program, teaches them, gives them something to follow, and puts exercises together in a very effective way. Okay, help us imagine this. Is it that, that there's a device that you have? I'll step back really quickly. And as men, you know, we have a, a complex system that controls our erectile function. And when we go to see our urologist or after prostate surgery, we're often told to do these exercises. They were developed by Dr. Kegel in the 40s for women, but they apply equally to men. Everything that we do, everything that controls our erectile function is based on muscles. They're weak to begin with. They get weaker with age. So we work out every other aspect of our body, but not these muscles. We can and we should. So what the program does is it puts together an effective program, takes them step by step. So you are going through a series of contracting and releasing exercises that get more challenging each week. And then after week five, should you choose to use it, we have a resistance device, which is a super soft silicone ring that goes around the head of the penis, which is lifted up and down 
by contracting the muscles and puts resistance against the pelvic muscles to help them strengthen even further. Is it like a barbell? You know, it's funny. It, it, when you think of analogies, you could certainly think of the resistance ring as that. So for women, there's lots of resistance devices. There are Kegel balls. There is the perinimeter, which is what Dr. Kegel originally created, which goes in the vagina, you squeeze against it. For men, how do you create resistance to legs? You could go in the anus or you could go on the penis. And we chose a non-invasive form of resistance that is incorporated into this very, you know, very sophisticated program that we developed with a leading team of urologists and physiotherapists from around the world. And so you are bringing this, this component, think of it as a barbell, sure, but very nicely ergonomically designed silicone weighted ring that goes around the penis. So when the penis is erect, it's lifted up and down and it puts resistance against the pelvic muscles. How much does it weigh? Well, it's two and a half ounces, and then there are a series of magnetic weights, additional two and a half ounces that attach to the base. So it is only a very light amount of weight. But again, these are very weak skeletal muscles, so it doesn't take much to strengthen them. And it really is remarkable. When you strengthen these muscles, you see a very significant difference in erectile function, harder erections, longer-lasting erections, stopping and preventing incontinence. Uh, the program that we have developed is being used by uh, urologists around the country to help prepare for prostate surgery and to recover. So it's a, it's a very unique way of strengthening, uh, basically strengthening muscles we should be strengthening, but nobody tells us how to do it. Yeah, I, I confess, I know that we as women are told to do them and generally uh, ignore that advice. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, it came as a surprise to me that this was something for the gents as well. Let me tell you basically like how this comes up. So if you're a manager aging, it usually comes up after prostate surgery. And the doctor will say, do keto exercises. And of course, the man looks at the doctor with a blank face and says, well, how do I do them? He doesn't really know. So he hands him a, a sheet, a printed out sheet. They go home, they try to figure out how to do it. And it's not effective. It doesn't work. You don't stay with it. So why is that? Because when we exercise, think about other types of exercise. What do you do? You know, you have all the great DVDs over the years, and you're following a routine, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's anything else, you're following, you're watching, you know, you're going along with the program. So that's what this is. It is animated. It's very clean. It's a mix between medical and exercise. You're watching. You're following the program, and you're doing what the program tells you to do. Because otherwise, trying to take a piece of paper and follow it, you can't do it. It's, it's too hard. Mm -hmm. So what we found was the doctors didn't have time to explain how to do it. The patients really didn't understand it. So we said, why can't we create a very good program to teach men how to do this? We have more than 15,000 men across the country using it. We went through a four-month clinical trial with great results, 75% improvement in erectile function, stopping incontinence, because that's all you're doing. You're simply strengthening these muscles that control all of that function. In your experience, what seems to matter most to the men doing this? Is it the urinary incontinence? Is it erectile dysfunction, prostate function? What what concerns them and why are they doing it? You know, I think it is so many different things. And I think a lot of it is about kind of taking control of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, and as, as we age, and look, I'm 42 and I see differences. 
And I, you know, that's part of the reason that, you know, I started doing this and developed it, you know, with our team. You start seeing differences. And whether, you know, they have gone, you know, they have dramatically progressed or they're just starting, you can take control and you can reverse these things. Just like you can at 65 going to the gym. I mean, why do you do that? You go to the gym because you want to improve yourself. Well, this is the same thing. You're just doing it at home. And so we've got a lot of men that are doing it, you know, that are hitting 50 and they just want to keep, you know, they want to maintain and they want to kind of get back. We have men that after prostate surgery want to stop incontinence. We have men that are over 50 that are starting to get post-void dribbling that want to stop. I mean, there's a quality of life issues. And the point is that you don't need to just sit back and let this stuff happen to you. You actually can do something. Is it a matter of compliance or technique? Because I could imagine you could do your Kegels wrong. Exactly. And that's what we found. Most of the advice out there, and even for women, is wrong. It doesn't follow good exercise practices. I'll give you an example. If you go online, you'll find lots of things that say squeeze and release. And remember, these are the muscles that you squeeze when you stop yourself from urinating. Many men will also remember, too, or maybe they still have it, when you get a very rigid erection. If you contract your muscles, you can make your penis bounce up and down. Mm -hmm. Those are the muscles that we're talking about. What they do is when they contract, they force blood into the penis, and it's what allows you to hold it in. So it's what creates the hypertension in the penis, the rigid erection. It's all about the pelvic muscles. So it is about technique. It is about form. One of the things we found was when you go online, people will tell you, do dozens of these a day. Do them all day long. Do them every day. Now, wait a second. You know, these are small muscles. You wouldn't work out your biceps every day if you were in the gym because they wouldn't grow. They wouldn't strengthen. They would constantly be in a, you know, in a failed state. Why would you do that with these? So our program combines all of these important techniques. You know, you need to rest. You've got to rest for a period. You can't do so many. They've got to be effective. And so that's what we did with this program. How much time a day is a gentleman investing in his penis strength? 10 to 12 minutes a day, three days a week. And, you know, over within about a month, you should start seeing a very significant difference. Now, of course, it depends on everybody's condition. But, you know, let me just tell you, let me step back real quick, because we treat in this country erectile dysfunction with Cialis and Viagra. And all that is, is ensuring blood flow. But you need three important components to have a very good erection. You need blood flow, you need pelvic muscle strength, and you need nerve stimulation. And so you could have blood flow to the penis, but if you're not able to hold that blood in and you're not able to keep it there, which is what the pelvic muscles do, then you're going to have what's called venous leakage, which is what you have often after prostate surgery. So the private gym program can be used in conjunction with Cialis and Viagra. We encourage that with other devices like the Vibirect, which is the first medical male vibrator. We sell it on our site. It's a phenomenal product. First FDA approved medical male vibrator to help stimulation of the penis. So you really need a number of things. It's not just about one thing. There's no one answer to any of these things. Do people buy it for themselves or is it something that their partners buy for them? We have about 20% of our sales that are women buying it for their husbands. Because you know there are many women that are watching their husbands kind of age. And as men, we don't talk about things. We often don't tell our doctors. We don't see them. We experience these things and we clam up. And so we have a lot of women that are buying it for the husband saying, look, I've seen you experience this. Try it out. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. 
you know, people I hear men say, well, I got to do this exercise program. I have to put something on my penis. Huh. I mean, it's really not that strange. <laughs> We're talking about doing an exercise, you know, and touching yourself. I mean, you know, it's not a big deal. You know, this really is about health and life and making sure that every part of your body is in good working order. Does it change orgasms? It does. Um, so the pelvic muscles, just like in women, are the muscles that contract rhythmically at the time of orgasm. So like any other muscle, the stronger it is, the, the faster it's able to contract. The faster it contracts, the more powerful the orgasm. Also, the more powerful the ejaculatory force. The pelvic muscles are the motor of ejaculation. At the time of ejaculation, they force the semen out of the urethra of the penis. So as men, we lose that ejaculatory force too as we get older. We get weaker orgasms. Doing these exercises, following this program, you know, you should see a very significant difference. And we have, you know, thousands, hundreds of, you know, testimonials, um, uh, you know, about this. And I talk to our customers and our patients all the time. It's one of the great things. We have a wonderful team. Any questions, anytime, you contact us and we talk to guys. And, you know, so often, many of the issues really are about men just not talking. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require a prescription. It does not. That's correct. No, it's simply an exercise program, just like you would buy P90X uh, on television or online. It's a follow-along program, but it's not explicit. So mm -hmm. I think that's another thing. You know, you're not sitting there watching a man do this. Uh, you know, it's animated. It's very medical in its animation. You know, it's counting. You're following. You're squeezing along with it. But each week, it gets more challenging. So the squeezing and releasing exercises go from squeeze, just basic, to holding, to squeezing harder to holding the contraction longer, to really holding the contraction, to rapid flexing. And what we do is the, the combinations of the exercises are designed to strengthen all of the, the muscle fibers in the pelvic floor, both the fast twitch and the slow twitch muscles, which are the same as what you have in your bicep. Hmm. What's the cost? The cost is $99. Uh, you can buy it online through our website. Uh, we're also available on Amazon. And you can see all the great reviews we have in the product there as well. Tell us one story. Uh, especially of a, an older person, of how it affected them. Yeah, I'll give you a great one. So we got a call, uh, I'd say about six months ago, from a couple. And it was the first time we ever had a man and a woman call our hotline together. The, they said, look, you know, we're getting older. We're in our, in our late 50s. I think the, the wife was in her late 50s and the man was in his early 60s. And they were very open. And they said, we're trying lots of different things. We want to have a better sex life. My husband is experiencing, you know, erectile dysfunction, softer erections, is having trouble maintaining the erection longer. He's using Cialis. We tried the program. We got it. She actually was doing it along with him, which was great. <laughs> they called back two months later, and they said, we, we have had such a change in our sexual, you know, in our, in our sexual relationship and also our own relationship. So, one, the program works. We have seen great results. But also the fact that people were doing it together and they were open about it and like exercise, this is, I think, one of the most important things. When you work at something and you focus on it mentally, you're improving both mentally and physically. That's what we found with private gym. In the four-month clinical trial, one of the most interesting results was that 90% of men said that they had greater sexual self-confidence. That's because you're working, you're using, you're improving. You're going back at it working, and you're not just relying 
on a pill. And there's also a lot of garbage out there on the internet. Herbal supplements, these things that they sell on TV claiming to boost your testosterone and all of this stuff. I mean, look, our opinion is it's garbage. It's a massive industry. And, you know, frankly, I think it's taking advantage of men. All right, last question. Yes. During this podcast, we always take a break in the middle for a Kegel break, believe it or not. Oh, that's great. <laughs> what should we imagine when we're doing our Kegel break this episode? <laughs> What's the sound of the Kegel? Yeah, sometimes we play, you know, squeaky horns or doors opening and closing. What, right. <laughs> for you, what's the sound? Oh, that's, that's such a good question. So that would be what, you know, what sound does it sound like when you are, you know, lifting and you're squeezing, right? So it could be something, you know, something very tight, um, something that you're squeezing and releasing. Oh, my gosh, let's see. Um, I'd hate to say something squishing. That could be a good that could be a good one. We've done that. <laughs> How about just uh wait? Uh, I think that's a great one. Done. Thank you very much. What's the website where people can get information? Well you can get the product on privategym.com. It comes with free shipping. We ship uh internationally, we ship to all states. It's also available on Amazon.com to search private gym and you'll see both on the website and on Amazon all of our great reviews. Thank you very much, David. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. This is it, my friends. This is the week. I was awarded a Woodhull Sexual Freedom Summit Blogger Scholarship, and this coming week I will tweet blog and of course record at that event in Alexandria, Virginia. If you are listening and you will be there, look for me. I look forward to meeting you. Click on the show notes at ourbetterhalf.net. Look at the program. Let me know if you have any questions for any of the speakers. I will seek them out and ask them. If you know what the appropriate conference shoe choice is for a pajama party, I don't. So email me now at laura at ourbetterhalf.net. I'll probably be posting short audio bits from the conference and in the next few weeks. So sign up at ourbetterhalf.net to get on the mailing list for notice as they are published or subscribe. And well, old people, your orgasms are your business, of course, private and your own responsibility. But it is my hope that your orgasms are lovely this week. Enjoy. Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Savage Lovecast and Savage Love, and you're listening to a Swing Set podcast at Swing Set FM.